Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. Yeah, we were, uh, let's see, we're 10th in rush per game, 8th in pass yards per game, 1st in interception percentage, 4th in sacks per play, uh, 11th in first downs per game, 7th in yards per game. So we just got to do better in rental. Oh, the wink. The wink. The wink by Mike Zimmer. Who who was he winking at? That was a very, like... Maybe PR? Cocksure grin sort of wink at the end of that. Ordinarily, ordinarily PR's off to his yeah, left. Right. That's a good point. Standing off to his left. They're not sitting to his, what would be his right. That's a good question. We need, we need the all 22. We need the all 22 yeah. of the media session there. Yeah. By the way, I've got some stats yeah. here, too. Um so uh, among uh, radio sports radio station mm-hmm. top 20 markets, uh, okay. we are number one in YouTube subs, number one in podcast listens, number one in hot takes per episode, yep. and uh, number one in best transitions to Judd Zulged ad reads, too. So, yeah. you know, doing, doing pretty well. Did somebody say transition? <laughs> Let me tell you about Surly Brewing right now. <laughs> Let me tell you about TCL TVs here, because if you're watching Purple Daily on a TCL TV We thank you for supporting the show. TCL is one of the world's best-selling consumer electronics brands. They've got a new lineup of award-winning TVs delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution at an affordable cost. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. And, boys, this is Purple Daily. Presented by Surly. Daily Vikings Entertainment, and we just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. So you haven't been getting much sugar-coated discussion this week on the show. And if that makes you uncomfortable... It's okay. There's other other places you can you can go for more of a, a positive spin on what happened on Sunday night. But this every Thursday is the state of the offense discussion. We'll get to random Viking of the week where Declan is on a four game winning streak. Impressive. I think I so I think we should just start with the four key offensive stats here. If you guys are down for it, let's mm-hmm. do it. Uh, because I think these will create some discussion, tell a story, and uh, lead to potentially some outrage here. All right. So these are four key offensive stats. I cheated on one of them. One of them's more of an organizational stat, but uh, we'll get there. So number one, and these all have categories. This category is bizarre offensive approach. According to ESPN stats and information via our friend Courtney Cronin, 
Vikings play action usage has dropped from eighth in the NFL. They were the eighth most play action heavy team last year. And now they're 29th. The Bills, Ravens, Cardinals, and Chiefs, among other teams, are all throwing at least a handful more play, uh, like between three and five more play actions per game than the Vikings are. And to add to this mix, so they're not running play action relative to the rest of the league. They're not running play action nearly as often as they were last year. Also worth mentioning, average depth of target on throws, Vikings rank 31st, just ahead of Jared Goff and the Lions. So their average depth of throw in Kirk Cousins is almost, it's like just shy of half of what, or I should say just, just above the halfway point of what their Sunday opponent, Baltimore, is doing, pushing the ball down the field. An average of 11 yards per throw, Vikings are at like six and a half. Mm-hmm. So they're not running play action like they were last year. It's a lot of check down Charlie. We saw it on Sunday night. Every third down basically was short of the sticks or short of the line to gain. So just bizarre offensive approach is stat number one. Let's start with um, the play action because that is that is dictated um, from game planning and upstairs. So so like the the check downs can be debated. Like it's, a little, I, it's a little of both, right? A little yeah, ski, yeah. Little... Like you don't, like you don't sit there on Wednesday saying, "You know what? I want Kirk to do more check down." I really enjoy check, it when check, when check, check, check downs. In, in fact, Mike said at the outset, I think it was press conference on Monday, that the first play of the game against the Cowboys on Sunday was supposed to be a deep shot and got checked down, and that's dictated, you know, clearly by coverage and also how Kirk um, perceives the situation. But the play action to me is the head scratcher here because we know that it's effective. Um, It's been great. And why you would, I mean, I, I thought when they scaled back at the start of the season that we were talking about, okay, they're not, they're not going to use it as much, but let's say they're going to be like 10th or something, right? Like 10th, 11th, but you said 28th, 29th or 29th. And to me, that is, unfathomable how that has gotten away from them as just sort of being stuck in the back pocket now when when Clint Kubiak's father Gary used it so effectively with Kirk last year and yeah. and the last thing about Kirk is and this is where I don't get it Kirk Cousins is at an age and point in his career where it's not like you're going to teach him a ton of new tricks. Like, yeah, play action work, Kirk, but you know you know who you have to watch on film more? Lamar Jackson, because we want to see you run. You know, Kirk Cousins is who he, he is. He has his strengths. He has his weaknesses. And to play up to his strengths has always made a ton of sense. And you have Dalvin Cook. And you have a good run game. So why you would abandon it, I have no clue. It's, um... Yeah, I mean, it would be one thing. By the way, another one to add to this mix is the Vikings, according to Courtney's article, spend the most time under center in their passing game. Well, just in general, of any team in the NFL. It's very throwback, right? It's like all all the jokes people make about Mike Zimmer and being a mid-90s football connoisseur. Like, that's what they did in the mid-90s, right? They, They were under center with a... Running back and a fullback with big shoulder pads and maybe a neck roll. and Loved it. And, oh, um, sorry, every time we say big shoulder pads, neck roll, we Football. probably have to get that, 
Um, and so, like, it would be one thing if, all right, we're gonna guys, we're gonna deviate from play action, but it's gonna be shotgun, spread it down the field throws. But, like, when you're getting away from the thing that you did the best the last couple of years, which is play action. Play action was the Vikings were a great play action team because you have to account for Dalvin. Kirk's comfortable in play action. So why would you take that away schematically and not replace it with something dynamic? Why That's what you, doesn't make sense to me. Why would you take it away, period, like at all? Ever? It is dynamic for the yeah, Vikings. It yeah, it works. It works. <laughs> now, now, the one thing about shotgun is – um, Kirk is not as good in shotgun, so dropping back doesn't bug me as much. What bugs me is you found a formula that works, and now you're like, we're gonna shelve that. Like, what are you, what are you thinking Kirk is going to do better th- than what he did when you used a system that he was effective at at his age? Like, Kirk is a Kirk is a mold is, is a guy that you want to basically mold into who you want, find what works, and then hammer that. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. this isn't again, this isn't he's not twenty three. It's not like Kirk Cousins is much you know, it's two thousand twenty one now and Kirk Cousins has matured and we don't need play action as much. And and yeah. play action is I love it. It's a great idea. Like yeah. what what's the downside? And and it's and, and it's not like you know, you might think, well, okay, what about game flow? Are they just like, are they trailing by 20 points? It's like, no, their games are all very close, right? Like, have they played any games that oh, that's the whole point. aren't yes. close? The, uh, that's the problem. So it's, it's not the like, oh, uh, we're down by 20 points, so we can't run play action anymore. Pretty sure they've been, I'd have to go look, but like, I think every game has been close. Even the losses, like the loss to the Browns was 14 to 7 or whatever for most of the game. And what? If you're going to take shots, which you should at times, especially with, with this core of receivers, what shots would you take that that you wouldn't benefit from calling play action off of? Yeah, dude, it's I don't know. that's I, really I, weird. I feel like the Vikings might need some self scouting. Maybe they'll have an opportunity mm-hmm. here at some point mm-hmm. to maybe maybe there's another bye week or a little self yeah, exactly. self evaluation. You just had <laughs> yes, exactly. All right, the all right. So the, the so the first key stat was more scheme and approach, right? The second one is about Kirk Cousins here, okay? And so I'm going to throw you I'm going to throw you the stats and then I'm going to ask a question. And we're going to categorize this as Kirk Cousins Hall of Fame bust. Let's start let's start carving it because as of today, here's where he ranks all time. History of football. Professional wow. football all time, okay? He's Third all-time in completion percentage, right behind Drew Brees and just ahead of Patrick Mahomes and Russell Wilson. He's seventh all-time in passer rating, just ahead of Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Steve Young. And he's 10th all-time in pass yards per game, just ahead of Kurt Warner, Aaron Rodgers, and Dan Marino. And so here's my question to you guys, all right? So you've just heard, like, he is... He is sitting with these ridiculously amazing, like the basically the best quarterbacks of all time, historically, right? Yes, sir. And yet, as of Sunday, his teams, Kirk Cousins' teams, you know, his win loss record or the teams that he has quarterbacked, however you want to frame it, are now below five hundred. Ten years, they are now below five hundred. The other quarterbacks I just mentioned, right in and around, just below him on these lists. Yep. 
are a combined 450 games above 500 with like 15 championship rings. Why the disparity? Well, I think it's simple. I, I think it's because if you look at least, I will speak from his time since he got to the Vikings. I think if you look at the way that he is asked to or or plays the game, or probably, to be fair, a combination of both, the statistical success is based on the conservative nature. Um, completion percentage ain't hard when you are when you look deep to your receiving court, down the field, and you think to yourself, I can't throw that ball. It's a little Too- risky. Too risky. There's Delvin. Hey, Delvin. Hey, Madison. Hey, Conklin. Hey, Rudy. Um, so if you look at what at, at, if you look at what he has done here, uh, yeah, he's completed a ton of passes, lots of checkdowns, short, you know, dump offs, which is which is fine. Um, so yeah, I, I think that I think the problem is, and, and that obviously drives up things like uh, passer rating and completion percentage as well. So. To the eye test, if you watch it, I think you see exactly why. I think you see what what the formula is. And you know what? I will be very fair here and say it's probably a combination of Kirk and the coaching staff too. So it's not just it's not no. just um, Kirk. But when Kirk had a coordinator who came in and said, "I'm going to treat you like a thirty five million dollar man," John D. Filippo did put him in shotgun a ton. Said, "Let's open this puppy up and let's have some fun." The quarterback didn't play as well, and the coach fired the OC. I feel so, did, didn't the quarterback get off to a really hot start? Wasn't that the year where he got into shootouts against Rodgers yes, yes. and the Rams? Right, but ultimately he didn't he didn't like it as much. He didn't like the style as much. But the point is, um, I test again. I think tells you exactly why. It, because you can build your counting stats up. Like if we. I feel like in this town, we ripped Maurer for like his, you know, like like if you really watch Maurer, it's a bunch of doubles. It's not home run. He can't hit for power. He doesn't do this. He doesn't do that. And I always felt that was completely unfair because Joe Maurer could bleeping hit. He could um, hit and he could get on base and he yes. was also dictating. He was a, a great defensive catcher. But we catcher. wanted more yeah. splash, right? Yeah. Like we wanted more splash from Joe. Well, I think Kirk is a, a living embodiment of what our problem with Joe was. Like, look at the lack of splash. But Joe was, but the difference was Joe actually drove winning with the things that he did well. Like, getting on base is the most important thing you can do to move the chains offensively in baseball, right? Like, Joe Joe was like, oh, the numbers aren't as good as we want them to be, but his impact on winning was better. Kirk's the opposite. Right. His numbers are amazing, but his impact on winning is less. But what? But I believe that the fans, what the fans perceived and didn't like about Joe is actually the truth about Kirk. Yeah. So, so like, we look at Kirk and say, oh, it's fine. Look, it's absolutely fine. Look at those stats. And we don't, and we don't do what we did to Joe, which was say, well, we want more. We want more power. We want more of this. We want more of that. We want World, World Series championships, which we did. Yeah. Um, but I really think that those are the problems when it comes to Kirk. And just again, to be fair to Kirk, I will say it's probably coaching too. It's not just all Kirk. Yeah, but it's also it's that's but that's part of the problem with Kirk too. Over the course of his career, it's like at every stop, everyone wants to point to everything other than Kirk. We're going to point to coaches. Yeah, We're going to point to defense. We're going to point to offensive line. It's like, that's are you true. telling me that? All of the great quarterbacks in the NFL just had perfect. Everything's perfect all the time. Or were they driving 
these things to be better. Like Tom Brady goes to Tampa and the offensive line gets better because he's a great leader and and a couple young receivers get to the next step in their careers. It's like like Bruce Arians has done a ton of interviews and podcasts and stuff since winning the Super Bowl and he said, you know, when Tom Brady came in, the biggest thing that the team needed was to understand like, it was years of losing in mediocre culture for 20 years in Tampa Bay right. since they last won that Super Bowl. And they brought Tom Brady in and Bruce Arians has said a million times, we brought him in to teach these guys how to be championship caliber, to show them what it's like. And again, like Tom Brady shouldn't be the bar by which we compare everyone to because he's the greatest quarterback in the history. It's hard to replicate. But I think my question for people to continue to hammer these stats, like, well, look at these stats. Every day it's like, look at these stats. There's you know, Vikings PR, Vikings bloggers, and I would say just, and I'm as big of an analytic stats nerd as you're going to find. Put those aside for a second. We all watch the games. We right. all watch We all watch Aaron Rodgers. We all watch Russell Wilson, Tom Brady, uh, Pat Mahomes, having a bit of a rough season, but like Pat Mahomes for the majority of his career. When you watch the games with your eyes, clock ticking down like against winning teams in prime time, do you really think that he belongs in the same sentence as the best quarterbacks of today and the best quarterbacks of all time, which is where he ranks with some of these stats? You're telling me if you had, all right, your your job is on the line and you can pick five quarterbacks or ten quarterbacks to you get one game or one fourth quarter, who's your guy? You're telling me Kirk's in that conversation? But with the stats, he is. With the stats, he well, is. But, if, but use your eyes. Use your brains. But if you watch the games, too, it's not a surprise that with the stats, he joins that group because it's a passing league now, and Kirk has a lot of success passing the ball, but it's the passes. It's the types, right? So, like, both of things make sense. His statistical success makes perfect sense, but it's also a, a risk-adverse type of, of approach. And, you know, he completes a ton of dump-offs and short passes and once in, in a while goes deep. But nothing about Kirk, if you watch him, shocks you. Like, nothing, like, the statistical success doesn't shock me. And the lack of success, ultimately, in winning games throughout his time here, does not shock me. Both yep. of them, to me, are not surprising. And But that's the problem, is you do have the Kirk Stans who are just bound and determined to say, well, but, I mean, the stats are good, so, well, I mean, you should shut up. And Sunday was such a great example, too. Like, just all these other names that I've mentioned in these categories with Kirk, right? Drew Brees, Mahomes, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Kurt Warner, Aaron Rodgers, et cetera. It's like... When there's 37 seconds left at the end of the first half, is there any confusion with any of those quarterbacks about who's running that show? Who gets to call timeout? Are those guys even thinking about looking to the sideline for a play or for approval to do something? Right. No. They're just doing it because they're right. great leaders. Right. But, I mean, this also comes back. The, the When Kirk leaves here, the epitaph on Kirk is going to be had all the physical gifts. This is a mental conversation. This is a mental conversation because when Kirk and and what's frustrating too, and this is the this is the tempting thing about Kirk is there have been times where we've seen him take the mental cap off and it's like oh my gosh he can do that. the The, the final drives against Detroit and Carolina in, in OT 
Those are damn impressive. Yeah. And that's the frustrating thing. But people act like that's the, oh, that, there it is. Oh, there it is. See, look, right. he's amazing. Like, but no, the, the prob- season doesn't end in October. Right. But that, but, <laughs> it's not but what makes, what makes the Kirk conversation difficult is the reality is as much as we want to say the offensive line's not good, he didn't have this, he didn't have that, the coaching didn't do, Kirk's biggest enemy is Kirk Cousins' brain. His physical gifts are not debatable. Like, he has physical... He, I mean, but, like, look at the NFL now, though. Like, there's about 12 quarterbacks no, that have far greater twi- physical gifts than he ever Right, had. but think if he was wired like Brady. Think if he... I mean, Tom can't really move. But, but, yeah, but if he was wired like that. But what happens with Kirk, and I have no idea why, is it seems to go in and out. It's it's like uh, it's like uh, how can I compare this to? Oh, I know, an AM radio. It's like an AM radio, and you're driving and you're listening to a station in in Minneapolis, and you're just about into Wisconsin, and you know it starts to fade, and then it'll come back for a while. It'll come back for a while, and you're like, it's back, and then it'll fade again, and and then it's gone. That's the Kirk mentality of like because it's not it. it, it there's no there's no reason why at the end of the first half he should have these problems besides the fact that he doesn't have the mental capacity to completely just take control. Yeah. You know, maybe he needs to loosen up before the game. A little surly furious. That's what I might recommend. Maybe sneak some of that in his Gatorade bottle. Sneak some of it. I'll bring it right in. Surly furious. <laughs> Minnesota's favorite. You know what? The country's favorite IPA. It is the <laughs> the best in fact hold on a second i hear something coming hold on what is that it's the weekend oh. the weekend is <laughs> wow. almost here oh, and the, if the weekend is just about here that means it's time to go to your local liquor store today because it's a football weekend to stock up surly furious don't settle get surly thirsty thursday too i think declan was thrown by that well, who, yeah. who is coming yeah, what who, is that noise is that? oh it's early like I oh, of that last here? Night. <laughs> like a dog that, it's like a dog, dog. Like, oh, what? what i thought of that last night was that what is that? Oh, it's the weekend right there. It's the weekend. I hate weekend. <laughs> uh, also, hey, hello to our friends at Federated. Federated is all about risk management and helping your company with protecting its bottom line, protecting its employees, protecting its quarterbacks. Now, they don't really help football teams, but uh, there's a full list of industries Federated protects at federatedinsurance.com. Find out why they've been in business over 100 years helping your business. Federatedinsurance.com. And remember, at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. <laughs> All right, Rick Spielman cackling, cackling from his uh, job secure suite over at Twin Cities Orthopedic Performance Center. How how fast do you think Rick Spielman ran to the to the Wilfs via phone text? However, after that Sunday game, to throw everyone else under the bus to start preparing to keep his own job. Third quarter. Guys, mm-hmm. I mean, listen, we got to, these guys got to go. This isn't going listen, well. Yeah, these, fans, these fans yeah. know what they're watching. <laughs> it's got nothing to do with Rick. Oh, man. Uh, all right. Let's get to offensive stat. Key offensive stat number three here. And the category is quite simply Garrett Bradbury. Ugh. Garrett Bradbury, in his third year in the NFL now, former first-round pick, has allowed more pressures than any other center in the NFL this year and in the last three years. He's also taken the second most penalties of any center in the NFL. He has five penalties so far this year and 17 pressures allowed. Your thoughts on Garrett Bradbury two and a half years in now? Didn't work. It, it doesn't work. It didn't work. It won't work. Um, and it's it also like as long as it's not working – 
it's it's minimizing the, the upside of Kirk Cousins, right? Like if you can't give him a viable starting center in the NFL, it's it's you're not seeing the best of well, Kirk Cousins. And and short of a very very small list of QBs in this league, it's going to hurt the next QB too. There's no reason to stick with this. He's a failed first round pick, and I know that that hurts Rick. It's uh, true. He, he takes a lot of pride. In in oh my my draft picks are special and this is a major bust a first round pick taken at a position where you ordinarily don't take um, these guys I mean centers you know second round third round but not not ordinarily first round that's that's reserved for tackles and sometimes guards so I would say that there has to be a realization very soon that Garrett Bradbury. Um, is going to continue to be ragdolled. I mean, there's nothing that's going to change this. He's not going to grow now. I'm sure he's tried to gain weight. Uh, and and you know what, too? And this this stinks. It's too bad. He's just not that good. Yeah. He's just not that good. So yeah. Uh, yeah. I I am I'm a little bit surprised that they didn't have a plan B that, that went beyond Mason Cole, who I think is a better guard than center going into 2021. But they need something else there, and Garrett Bradbury is not it. And, and Phil, how many times, like, you've read those type of stats about Bradbury since he got here? And the first year, we're, we're like, well, he's a rookie. He's young. Change, right? He's young. Second year, you're still like, okay, I guess he's still, but this isn't good. Yeah. Um, it's it's time for you to stop what you're doing and reading us those stats because Garrett Bradbury is no longer starting for the way. So how much do you guys then – Speaking of Rick Spielman's cackle, okay. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, free agency is tough because you know it's everyone always thinks, so why didn't you sign that guy? Oh, maybe that guy didn't want. Maybe that guy wanted to live in California. Maybe his wife wanted to live in somewhere else. You know, whatever. Um, so it's not always you can't always just blame a team for not signing somebody. But you know, I look at one of the best offensive linemen on the market was former Packers center Corey Lindsley, who signed with the Chargers. It was a $62 million contract over, I want to say, four years. And uh, his average cap hit is going to be anywhere between 13 and $17 million. So he becomes like one of the five highest paid players on pretty much any team he signs with. The Vikings wound up clearing enough cap space to sign Patrick Peterson on a one-year deal for $10 million, And then Dalvin Tomlinson. And like they, they, they cleared out space by cutting the Kyle Rudolphs and restructuring the Neil Hunters. And they did it to beef up their defense. And they went into the season saying, all right, year three of Bradbury is going to be the year. And obviously they whiffed. And again, this is all like hindsight 2020. But if you could have moved off your mistake after year two, I mean, two years for the most veteran offensive lineman drafted in that first round, right? Like he was he was deemed like the NFL ready guy. That was the biggest that was the yeah, biggest really. compliment of him, right? He's just going to step right in. Yeah. So two years of being really bad as a pass protector, I, I don't know how much more time you need for a guy that he wasn't 19 years old like when he came in the league. So over. if they could have if they could have looked in the mirror and said, yeah, you know what, it's been two years, it's not working, we got to win a Super Bowl now, would they have been more aggressive in a different world with a Corey Lindsley, for instance? In Corey Lindsley, by the way, has allowed four pressures all year so far for the Chargers. In a He's different been world. Excellent. In a different world where you could have a center who's <laughs> actually competent, um, so there's okay. There's two there's two directions to take this conversation that 
are interesting and both involve decisions made by the Vikings versus the salary cap. All right. The first one is this one. Dalvin Tomlinson. Dalvin Tomlinson. Shamar Stefan stinks. So Dalvin Tomlinson is undoubtedly an upgrade there. Um, and this is probably where Mike is getting tire tracks on his back now from Rick. But my guess is that Rick that Rick is going to say, I want to sign a line offensive lineman. And and Zim said, gotta improve that defense. And the mark the marquee sightings the past two years have been whom? My, Michael Pierce, who currently has missed the past three games, I believe, because of an elbow injury, and Dalvin Tomlinson, who it turns out is more of just a guy than like some dominant run stuffing or, you know, he's just a guy. He's and a good moved, player. Yeah. He, he's a good player, but they moved him to the three tech and he's probably a nose tackle. And, and the last time I checked, he was, he was signed largely to stop the run. And the last time I checked the Vikings, uh, I believe that the Cowboys were the first team that didn't exceed 100 yards rushing against the Vikings this season, and that's largely because they decided young Cooper Rush could throw the ball against these cornerbacks. Um, and so the first part of this discussion says, okay, why didn't you invest that in a guard, a center? Like, why Why did you, why did you sign a decent guy who really hasn't made a substantial difference in the middle of the line, especially for the reason that he was signed? That's question one. And then, and then the second question, and topic phil gets back to what we've talked about a ton which is this is the price of kirk cousins not adjusting his contract and of kirk cousins cap hit which is kirk unfortunately if we have a bad draft pick we have to play your contract doesn't allow us to say okay bradbury oh sorry bad pick we'll go sign a guy you know who can play center and protect you we just don't have that money available under the cap because of what you make. But I would go with Tomlinson first. I think the Tomlinson signing should be dissected more. Was that the best use for that player? Because you got to be right there. Was that the best use? And he's been good, but his in- money. It's it's about but he's not in- that good against the run. He's he's been good. I think his PFF grades actually, uh, it's, yeah, you're right. Getting pressure are better, and that's not why he was really signed. Yeah, and and and, it, and it's kind of about. Like evaluating where your team's at, and last year the Vikings had like a top ten ish offense. They were a big yardage offense, and they they just needed to score more points in the red zone and whatever. And their defense was they were trying to get their defense from bottom five up to respectable. And I get so I get the logic, like from Mike Zimmer's standpoint, we can't have that happen again defensively. And they have been better defensively by and large this season. But like what what's the thing that's going to make you? potentially elite at something right what can you hang your hat on and because they left the offensive line like they, they basically didn't improve their offensive like it's it, it feels a little better but then the Cowboys game was a big setback and now pro football focus has the Vikings offensive line in terms of pass protection rated 31st out of 32 teams after that Cowboys game so they're kind of right back to square one mm-hmm. um, and I contend if instead of bringing in Patrick Peterson and Dalvin Tomlinson um, Xavier Woods, who's been good. Again, these guys have been good players. I'm not saying they're not good players, but if, what if you would have brought in Corey Lindsley or yep. some, you know, traded for a guard or whatever, whatever it is, and you had five reliable guys up front now, including Christian Derrissaw, you know, as a, as a rookie, 
where would, where would your offense be? Because we know that when Kirk has a clean pocket, he's comfortable, he can dissect. It's not realistic to always have a clean pocket, but it's just we kind of called this from the beginning that, I don't know, putting all your chips on defense just feels like a push to 9-8. and eight. Um, So, I don't know. Uh, here's the fourth one. All right, this is more of a – this isn't really a key offensive stat. I'm kind of cheating the system here. This is more of an all-encompassing franchise mediocrity category, and it's from our friend Vikings Couch on Twitter. Mm-hmm. 43% of all Viking seasons have been between five and eight wins, and another 25% have been nine or ten win seasons. So how about that? One in every four seasons is nine or ten wins. So that's uh, – care the four – so basically, seven out of every ten Viking seasons are between the five and ten win middle ground. So they're very rarely a dumpster fire, but they're also very rarely like the 11, 12 plus wins you need to play home playoff games, home NFC championship game. Uh, he also has tracked that the Vikings' average first round draft slot is 15th, <laughs> which is smack dab in the middle of, uh, of the pack. Yep. And they've never drafted a quarterback above 11th overall. And here we sit again. I, I, a lot of people are like, oh, they're going to win. Now they're going to lose the rest of their games. They're going to win six games. No, they're not. <laughs> they're they're going to win like nine games. That's what's going to happen. And that's where my anger is. My anger isn't that they're garbage. My anger is that they're always in the middle. They're always mid, as the kids would say. Uh, so this is really interesting that they're just – Kind of always between, whatever, six and ten wins? Yep. Oh, how yeah. do you get out of it? That's the question. Are you content with it? Are you, are, oh, let's just get, well, get nine wins and see what happens in the playoffs. The problem with the Wilfs is I don't, I don't think in fairness to them that they truly are content with it, but I don't think they know how not to be content with, with it, if that makes sense. Um, well, they don't want to. They don't want to hit the nuke button, and I well, don't think you have to. But right. it's hard when you when you when you're not willing to bottom out. It's hard to sort of get unstuck from mid. Yeah, and I mean, do you have because this league is weird? Because I I feel like if you do things right, that you don't have to go on some long stretch of being bad. Like the Detroit Lions are just incompetent. It's their own fault. But I feel like in this league that, that you could definitely bounce back. The question becomes, do you have the right people in place to do that? And my feeling is, is starting with the top of the football decision makers with the Vikings right now, the answer is no. I don't think that you do. So, like, I, I don't feel like this is a, a discussion about, well, you know, you're going to blow it up and you're going to be bad for, you know, four years. And then the fifth year you're going to prove and the sixth year you're going to win a Super Bowl. Um. I think that what we've seen is this. I think Rick Spielman, to a large degree, and Mike, have done everything they can possibly do to take their shots. Like, they've played the game. And at times it was fun. But I don't think there's another... I don't think there's a category of the game now to go up to for them and say, let's try this one. You know, let's rethink our... Let's rethink our strategies. Do they even really know what a cha- like a champion sh- and a perennial yeah. championship contender looks like? I mean, it's, they, they're so immersed in fringe, right? And and do they know what a championship contender looks like now? They might have at one time, but the now nine, the ninety eight right <laughs> like if you look at how Mike plays, right? Like he has a template, like there's a blueprint there, but I feel like it's. It's dusty and moldy 
and like in in this drawer right by me, written on a <laughs> you know a pad of paper. And the rest of the league now is like we've upgraded. Uh, you know, we we've got our computer programs and we've got this and we've got that. And Mike's flipped, like, my Mike's flip phone guy. Yeah, and and no. Mike's like, damn it, you don't understand. I bought this. I bought these uh, pads in 1998 from from the local store down the street, and I still haven't used them all. And I so I don't think they know how it looks. I don't the, think the, they the know pens how it are looks. out of ink. The legal pad. I bought these. I bought these big pens <laughs> and these legal pads. And damn it, I'm going to use the, them all before I'm done. So, yeah, I, I, I don't think they know what it looks like, and I don't think that they can be expected at this point in time to pivot to a place where we say, Pivot get it now. Pivot. Pivot. For all you friends. Uh, or switch. switch. So those are your That's four great, key offensive stats from uh, the Vikings after that loss to the Cowboys. Thanks looking for that ahead. uplifting episode. The Ravens. Though. I mean, Thanks. what do you want? I'm not going to. Uh, 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 if, if you want. If you want blind optimism, there are places to get that. That is mm-hmm. not you know what? what we are you going to bring you I'm this going week. On, I'm going on my app right now to listen to some of that. I'm so, I'm so disappointed. <laughs> I want to hear why the Vikings are going to be fine. <laughs> uh, before we get to random Viking of the week, tell the audience why you're fine losing, losing a bunch of weight these days, Judd, and how they can do it too. It's, it's all because of my friends at Livia Weight Control Centers, 240 pounds a month ago. The last time I weighed in, 223 pounds. And here's the best part. I'm not done yet. I'm going down to 200 pounds, and I want you to join me. It is a program that is easy. It's a program that's effective. And most important, if you're like me, it's a program that gets you healthier. First 10 weeks, free. That's right. First 10 weeks are free. So check them out, Livia.com or 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A, Livia.com. Tell them Score North and Judd told you to check them out. It's a program that absolutely works for me. It will work for you. Feel good. Have your clothes fit good, which is very nice. I am now into jeans that didn't fit a few weeks ago. Skinny jeans, Judd. That's right. It's not skinny jeans. I will never wear those. Slim fit Zilgad. Stop with that. (laughs) Livia.com. Slim fit, white belt. No, John's no, I'm not going. I will never wear skinny jeans. It's time for the oh, random boy. Viking oh, of the week here on Purple Daily. Declan's been hot. Where Declan and his uh, his fill-in Ross got one of these as well, but it's a four-week win streak for mm-hmm. our executive producer, Declan Goff. Feeling so he good. won week one. I won the next eight, so it was eight to one. Yep. And now Declan has narrowed that gap by quite a bit. Eight to five. Declan, how are you feeling after like the seventh or eighth straight loss? I was not feeling good. Uh, th- there, had to be, one. there there was a self-scouting, uh, there was a coaching change, and now all of a sudden we're playing well, and we're playing up to our strengths. Uh, up to you our changed strengths. coaches? We did. We changed coaches. I didn't know you fired your coach. Yep, we fired our... Oh, we you fired, didn't change me that. Fired our quality control coach. You didn't tell me that. You quality changed? Col- no, not, not the head coach. Just the quality control coach oh. had to be changed, and, and, and a change of philosophy had to happen. So no more under center, a little bit more play action. Things were good. Now we're good. Are you guys ready for this one here? Oh, Random yeah. Viking I, I don't know anymore. I'm, I'm shook. Judd's lost. As the kids say, I'm shook. All right. Well, let's start here. So here's how it works. I'm going to give a series of clues. You guys can, uh, you guys each get three incorrect guesses before you are eliminated. Just shout your answers as you as you feel like you want to. And you can always ask me questions as well, but I can decide if I want to answer them or not. Okay. For the good of the game. All right. This random Viking of the week hails originally from Castro Valley, California. 
played college football in the Pac-12. This random Viking of the Week was a two-sport athlete in college. And played for five different NFL teams. This random Viking of the Week. I'm just going to get to this clue now. I was going to save it, but it's too good. He once appeared on Hard Knocks and said, quote, After the team has finished stretching and returns to the locker room. Actually, the, the quote is in the second half here. This is, the, this is just a paragraph. After the team has finished stretching and returns to the locker room prior to kickoff, he hastily leaves the venue to use the restroom at a gas station or restaurant so he can have complete privacy while he moves his bowels. He went on to say, quote, I pour over our schedule the day the NFL announces it, and I use Google Maps to identify a restroom near each stadium where what? I can unload a mud dragon and gather my thoughts before the game a starts. A mud dragon? <laughs> I don't remember this at all. I, I thought this might stir a memory. Uh, that Oh, my gosh. I have a new word I'm going to use. A mud dragon. I've never heard that before. Yeah. Wow. Okay. All right. So that was what he said on Hard Knocks. I don't, why don't I remember it? I don't remember that at all. Okay. This random Viking of the week made a Pro Bowl as a Viking. A Pro Bowl. As a Viking? As a Viking. He was a Pro Bowler. Five teams. I believe that was the only Pro Bowl he made, actually. Okay. He was college baseball teammates with two of the greatest of all time in that sport. One of them's a Hall of Famer. The other, college? One, the other one probably should be, but isn't because so he played reasons beyond his playing. <laughs> so skill. he played. So he played with a steroid guy. And he's a college... So his two sports were college baseball and college football. And he's in the pack 12. So it's got to be a decent... He, he once led the Vikings in tackles. Oh, God. For Dennis Green. Okay. That's going to come me. In tackles for Man. Dennis Green. Declan, you got a guess? No. So... Okay. I will say so, that... Uh, I think when it comes to his NFL career, uh-huh. his playing career is not what he's most famous for. Most people would, would note another part of his career as the thing that they recognize him for. Like another career? Within or, football. Or within football. Like head coaching, perhaps. Uh, I got to guess. Jack, Jack Del Rio. Oh, yeah. Judd guesses Jack Del Rio. The guess. mud dragon that's himself is correct. Yes. He unloaded. Bravo, Judd. <laughs> I had, I had Bravo, no Judd. idea. That's hilarious, dude. <laughs> Why dragon. don't I remember that? I don't. I don't remember that I either. I always so. thought Jack was a jerk, so that's my. <laughs> the media loved Jack. I, I've to- told you the story. I was a young. I, I was doing the the soft feature player feature for viking update and so I, I would drive down to training camp for a day and like talk to a guy or or two to write 
features. Del Rio had just signed from the Cowboys. And so, and th- this is back in the day where you could go into Gage Hall and just like wait for guys to come through the lobby. Yeah. And Del Rio gets done with lunch and he is walking through. And I'm like, uh, Jack, and I'm like 23 or 22. And I'm like, Jack, you know, I'm blah, 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 Viking update. So clearly it's going to be a puff oh. piece. And he's like, and Del Rio said, I didn't, um, I didn't play well in the preseason, the first preseason game. And I wouldn't represent myself well right now if I talk. I can respect that. So I'm not going to talk that. in a preseason game. You're a jerk. I can respect that. He's. I, I think he's a little little dense, maybe. A little bit of a... I didn't play well in a preseason game. So just I, Maybe he just didn't want to I mean, to I'm to going you. to do as soft a feature on you as you could possibly... He didn't, but that's the point is I'm going to... If I had been Star Tribune at the time, I could totally see that. I don't know. Maybe he just doesn't like you. Maybe that's what he it is. didn't like me. But my point is, don't, <laughs> don't tell me. Don't. Oh, my God. Jack Del Rio. Yeah, I th- I'm guessing that was probably. I don't think the Jaguars were on hard knocks. So I'm guessing it was the Raiders that were on hard knocks. He so he no, coached it was the, the Cow. It was. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He was with the Reds. It must have been the Raiders, dude. Oh, oh, so. So he was, had a 12 and four season with the Raiders. Yeah. So he would scout as a head coach. He would leave to go. I don't know. I, I think you might. You might be right. I th- I took it as head coach, but oh my god, can you imagine having to leave? <laughs> you're just you're just at you're just at the freaking Shell gas station down the street. Jack Del Rio walks in 45 minutes before kickoff, and how would you? How on earth would you? A loaf. How on earth would you think <laughs> that a a potential gas station bathroom is preferable to a stadium oh, where where like you're in the locker room? Well, well that's the funny thing. It's like yeah, the which I would feel George, like the, the nice locker bathroom. room would be yeah. You could just go into one of those nice. But then I, you know, I suppose your other option could be go in the concourse. But then there's too many people. But there's also people at the gas station, right? So and the would, chances of that that bathroom being comfortable. And then the whole thing like okay, what if yeah. there's traffic? How do you get back? I don't know. It's very very curb, very weird. What if there's traffic? Uh, anyways, that's a very Hawk football thing to do. I gotta go. So Judd is now up nine to five on Declan here, all time in random Viking league. Judd gets his mojo back for the first time in uh, in about a month. But that's a wrap on this episode. Daily Vikings Entertainment. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die, and uh, they got a fun game coming up against the Ravens. I'm looking forward to this game against the Ravens. I think they're going to show some life. So they keys. are basically so six point underdogs. Keys is very excited about this game. He was up early today, crunching number. You're not? No, they're going to get run out of the building. We'll All see. Right. They're going to run out of the building, literally. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. All right, plenty <laughs> more to come <laughs> this week on Purple Daily. Thanks for hanging out with us. Please click subscribe on our YouTube channel, and we'll see you guys tomorrow.